I'm Brad. I'm Justin. And I'm the Cinemaiden. We're just three friends hanging out, chatting movies. We are the Cinema Guys. Welcome to the show. Hey, welcome to a new episode of The Cinema Guys. All three of us back together again, because uh, last episode you got just Brad. Hold on, there was an episode of just Brad? It was. It was a, a horror hound episode of just Brad. I missed it. I know. I love that we had no idea. <laughs> what do you talk about, Brad? Yeah, let's give it, give us a sample of you on by yourself. So you're like, hold on. So you're mentally, I'm trying to figure you out mentally. Like you're like, all right, I'm going to do this. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to talk about Horrorhound. Do you come up with like your own top lists and your own games? I don't do any games. I do at home recommendations at the end. But basically what I do is I, I go day by day. So I'll start Friday and go through all like short films and feature films that I watched. And like, do you talk about us on when you do it by yourself? Yeah, I, t- I, I talk poorly about you. I don't. No, I think I'd be better than what you probably do, which is ignore that we're even alive. No, when I when I started off, I will say if you're new to the show, this is different than a n- typical episode. Typically, it's myself, Justin, and the Cinemaiden, and we're talking about movies. When do this- we each get our own episode? <laughs> you can have your own episode. I want an episode. <laughs> I want one. Let's do one. I'll, I'll, I'll record I want you. A, a, a Justin, just in the mind of Justin. This is me. One month we'll do, you get a Brad episode, you get a Justin episode, you get a Cinemain episode, all separately. Let's do it. Ashley, <laughs> what would you do on yours? Hi. About like pillow fights and stuff? And this is my episode about Korean TV. There you go. See? You know what I would do? I would just start with a movie and talk about any random movie and then just see how many movies I go to from that point on. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's your episode. You kind of pick how you want to do it, right? Like right now, football is on the TV, so I might be talking about the replacements with Keanu Reeves, which then takes me into Hoosiers with Gene Hackman, which then takes me into the the pistol about Pistol Pete and how much that movie sucked. All right. I, I need a Justin episode. I, I want to hear this. <laughs> I'm not good by myself. I need people to riff with. It is harder going by yourself because you're just like, okay, I'm talking to air. Uh, now Ooh, maybe you can make up your own characters, Ashley. Oh, I probably could. You know what I do when I'm interview, interview this character? Be like, I'm going to interview now, Samantha. And Samantha, <laughs> then you're like, Hi, y'all. I'm Samantha. I'm here. And you're like, Samantha, did you love this movie? You know what? I really didn't. I don't like movies about women. And you're like, Samantha, you're a bitch. go back and not this last whorehound episode, but the one I did in March. The intro, I did all the voices. So I went, I'm Justin, and I'm Aww. a cinematic. Wait, you've done this multiple times, and we had no idea? You had no idea, yeah. <laughs> I'll do that, Tim. I'm the cinematic, oh. and I'm worried. <laughs> well, if you are new to the show, welcome in. And if you're returning, we'd love having you back. So this week is kind of a little... A little different than our normal. We, we we don't have like... 
Hodgepodge. A little hodgepodge. Yeah, there we go. We're gonna we're gonna start off. We're gonna recap our time at the Cincinnati Comic Expo this past weekend. We attended. We moderated panels. the The Cinemaiden had a cane beating back people when the lines got too busy. We just had. We a, did. Had we, a blast. we were part of the entire upstairs. Yes. It was, it was three really long days. It was us and our friends, The History of Bad Ideas. All right. And now, how many people are technically on their podcast? I, I don't know. I feel like it's like 50. I think it's seven. <laughs> I think technically, I think I counted seven. I think Better I, like on every episode, right? Not all of them. Uh, I think it started with Jason and Jeff, and then all everyone else kind of rotates in from time to time. Oh, they're not all always on it. Yeah, they don't have like seven people on it. But they're on it enough to where people who follow the show like know. Oh, the interns here, we know yes. them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's, that's cool. Brad's ideal is he's the constant, and you and I rotate in and out. And- <laughs> oh, we're just reoccurring characters, actually. You are. I just, yeah. It just now clicked. Last week was was the Brad Brad's episode. podcast. He's yes. the cinema guy, and we're just the S. Yeah. <laughs> I want to welcome my guest, Justin in the Cinemaiden, back to the show. Yeah. He's got main character energy over there. He's cinema guy, and we are the S. That's what I just realized. But we're gonna we're gonna talk the Cincinnati Comic Expo, and then Justin and the Cinemaiden are gonna review a film that I have yet to see. They're gonna talk the Woman King, and then we'll end with that home recommendations. Are you going to tell them, Brad, that you refuse to see it because of your views on everything that movie is about? Uh, yes. Women, empowerment, Absolutely, like absolutely. I just haven't had the time to get there. That's all. <laughs> That's what his show's about. We're not on it, Ashley. <laughs> so last weekend, you know, every year in September, we have the Cincinnati Comic Expo. How many years have you been going to it, Brad? I don't know, maybe six it used to be five dollars. Me and Brian, me and Graydon were like always like tenth in line, and we didn't even get there early. <laughs> and it was mainly like the vendors were like, it was like David Michael Beck because he's local. He's always there. Bunch of people selling things like garage sale style. Last year was our first year that we were we moderated the celebrity panel room, and we kind of ran a little bit of the upstairs. This year, our role expanded a little bit, so we were. Running the whole upstairs and moderating the panels, running everything pretty much. We were everyone was all over the place. By the end of the weekend, Cinemaiden's leg was about ready to fall off. My ankle was going to fall off. It was it was quite uh, quite a weekend. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of work, but it's definitely like a ton of fun too. Oh no, yeah. it's a it's a blast! Like just getting not only the getting to talk to some of these celebrities we get to interview but even seeing them on the floor after and like you know you're playing speed chess in between With one punch man <laughs> in between picking up guests and losing yes he but i think he got you didn't he get you with like some like a one giant one improv stuff he got me with he's a really good actor and he was like <laughs> you gotta go fast Come on, five, four, three. And I was like, ah, I'm just making moves. <laughs> That's always my favorite part of the expo is like actually the three panelists I was least looking forward to because I didn't know much about their 
genre, like anime and things like that, mm-hmm. were my three favorite. Like I loved uh, all of the ones that I thought were going to be the hardest for me, but they were great. No, it's it, like I said, it's always fun. And with that, even last year, some of those panels, I was like, uh, I'm not looking forward to this one, but they were just like you. They were some of my favorite. And, you know, getting to talk to them afterwards is always fun. And like the uh, the three guys from the lava improv thing that they did the first night, like those are the guys that, you know, I saw multiple times. The voice of Gabriel. Yes. The voice of Gabriel from Malignant. So when I found that out, I was I was pretty excited and I mentioned it to him and he went into the voice as he was walking away from me. Yeah. And that actually all the anime guys, there was five altogether that I met. All all of them loved what they did so much, which was so exciting. Like it wasn't something they were like, yeah, that's what I do. Or I wish it was better or they're not bitter about it because they've been doing it forever. Like they loved every character, whether it was a small character in a big film. I mean, they loved. I just loved how much they loved their craft. Actually, it was great. That was one of my favorite things. I just I collected a lot of joy from them because they were so joyous about what they do. They weren't bitter. Mm-hmm. They weren't over it. I don't think really there was anybody that was seemed that way. Like everybody, for the most part, seemed like they were in a good mood. They were excited to be doing it. Yeah, even like William Shatner, who was you know, you, this has got to be what a million. Yeah. And not even the biggest con he goes to. And he had like great jokes, man. Uh, he is very like quick witted. And it was uh, William Shatner Day, Saturday of the expo. The city it was an official decree and they gave it to Shatner right before his panel. The the little like certificate. And he signed it and auctioned it off to charity. Well, his joke was so good, too, because he was. Like, hey, this is great. I really appreciate it, but I don't need more stuff. Like, Let's auction it off. Let's start the auction at a thousand. No one raised their Nobody hand. Jumped oh, on man, it. I, I forgot him in Cincinnati. Let's start at 400. <laughs> His hands just shot up. I'm like, that's awesome. Great joke. And he ended up selling it for, I think, it, or auctioning it for 800. Yeah. I was really looking forward to Bonnie Wright, and she was great. Yeah. Jack Dylan Glacier, Gracer, he was super fun to hang out with. And his mom was super cool. Yeah. Now, besides the panels, what are some of your favorite things to kind of? I know we didn't we didn't always get a whole lot of time to do it. Did you have a favorite costume you saw? Uh, I really liked uh, Rosie the robot from the Jetsons. That was walking <laughs> that <around>. was good. <laughs> uh, there was one girl dressed as Peacemaker. I didn't see any other Peacemakers, and she really? nailed the Peacemaker costume too. Oh, nice! I I did not see her. She had a little eagle eagle on her shoulder. It was good. Eagly. <laughs> I mean, we didn't get a whole ton of time to really walk the floor. We we got some, but it is always fun to see new vendors that are there or ones that we've talked to, like Jellyco. We stopped by their booth the first day and chatted with them because they're they're super nice. Just, Ooh, and actually, I got to meet two new local bookstores that we had no idea existed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, I was super excited about those. Both in Beachmont, on Beachmont Road. Because you bought a set of books. Have you started those yet? No, not yet. I haven't started them. Because he stopped me as we were walking by. He's like, can I tell you how I told the future? And I'm like, sure, man. And I like that. He started going through the spiel of his books that he wrote in 2018. I was like, oh, dang. Yeah. And Cinemaiden's like, I will buy them. I want to thank Paper Street Trading Company for 
promoting some giveaways. They gave us a bunch of giveaways for the weekend, as well as Jay from Mest Comics. He gave us some giveaways for the weekend. And then, we, I mean, we had tons of giveaways. We were doing trivia. People loved, they loved the, uh, the Nicolas Cage bag of suck. Even mm-hmm. though they lost, they loved that they still got to pick a gift, uh, a prize. Ashley and I had impromptu a, um, a no show panel in the, this, I don't know what the panel was supposed to be about, but it was called paranormal something. Yeah. It's this guy's experiences with the paranormal, but he never showed up. They ghosted you. So literally, so we <laughs> we walked in there and we were just like, um, all right, tell us who's had experience with a ghost. And like the hands started shooting up. Everyone had a story. Some of them were wild. Some of them were kind of eerie. One girl saw sees a floating head in her place. One couple had like a ghost cat, which I didn't know there was ghost cats. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they all got a prize. So that's where we gave out some DVDs, some paper street show. I bet that was pretty wild hearing all those stories. Yeah, at first, the first few were good. Then I was like, they started to get the point where like, eh, this seems a little stretchy, but sure. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they all seem a little stretchy. You don't believe in uh, in ghosts, I mean? Uh, we learned a couple of terms. Uh, one lady was like, oh, my whole family, we have like five sensitives or five. I don't know what they had all names. I didn't know what they all were. I was like, what's that? Impasse. And- I don't believe in ghosts. I just find sometimes stories hard to believe and they're easily explained by other things except for that one woman who said that she saw a floating head i was like either you have schizophrenia or ghosts are real ghosts are real cinnamon they're real i don't need to make light of mental illness but our brains are really powerful our brains are powerful well i'm excited to come back to comic expo next year they just announced dates for next year september 22nd to the 24th 2023 I would say if you're in Cincinnati, definitely come. If you're not, make the trip out. Come see our Comic Expo. It's actually pretty good. It's pretty good. We get some pretty good guests in. And we're we're making it a smoother and smoother experience every yes. year. Yes, it went much better this year than last year because we were still trying to figure things out. This year we had all the technical stuff down. So and we had a lot more people I feel like we had to deal with. Yes. Saturday was... Nuts. Busy. A lot, yeah. Nuts. I think, wasn't it pretty much standing room only in the main panel room all day? Yeah. Uh, at least for Lloyd and Shatner, I think. And Jenny was close. Yeah, it was It was busy up there on Saturday. But yeah, come see us next year, September 22nd to the 24th. I can't wait. All right, before we move to Woman King, I have... Two movies that I have digital codes for, which watch our social media and you can get yourself one. Or if you're listening to this episode, just send me a message and I'll, I'll send you one. Ooh. First one is for a movie called Bandit. And after escaping prison, a charming criminal assumes a new identity and robs 59 banks and jewelry stores while being hunted by police. Based on a true story, see Josh Demel, Alicia Cuthbert, and Mel Gibson in the all-new movie, Bandit. Own it or rent it on digital now. It's old man, Mel. I know, your favorite. And then the second movie is for the Infernal Machine. 
And this stars Guy Pierce, Alice Eve, Alex Pettifer, and Jeremy Davies star in a psychological thriller about obsession and deceit. A reclusive author must confront demons of his past when an obsessed fan looking for answers forces him out of hiding. Buy or rent the Infernal Machine and watch it today. So I have codes for both of these films. If you want to see it, you can send me a message or also watch our social media because I will be giving some away over there. When you say social media, is that just the the tweeters? The The Twitters? Twitters, the Instagrams and the Facebooks. You can just go to wearethecinemaguys.com and I have links to all of those. All right, you guys ready to talk about The Woman King? An evil is coming that threatens our kingdom, our freedom. But we have a weapon. They are not prepared for. My king, the Europeans wish to conquer us. They will not stop until the whole of Africa is theirs. We must fight back for our people. Maneska, you are asking me to take them to war. Some things are worth fighting for. So, the woman king, Ashley and I saw it with our friend Roy. Yeah, it was good. It was good, guys. So I will say that the movie that it advertised, I know, and I know this about people who make trailers, like they're not, they don't always know the movie or they're sometimes selling a movie that's not really what the movie is about. They're just trying to get you excited about it. And the movie that they show in the trailer is not the movie you experience in film, which I think is a good thing. I disagree with you. I think it is exactly what I thought it was going to be. The way that I perceive the movie is this is Gladiator. This is some other movie. But instead of men warriors, you have women warriors, which is cool. And it's going to be this action-y movie with women warriors. Cool. And that's why I was like, eh, fine, I'll go see it. But it was way, way, way more than that. That actually was only a, I, I would say that's only 25% of the movie, This these women warriors. I, I think, think you're 100% wrong. <laughs> so I wouldn't, I would never describe that movie as, oh, it's about women warriors. Because it wasn't about them. It was more about tribal conflict in Africa than it was. I mean, they were awesome and they had a cool part, but they weren't like it wasn't and it, and it, it wasn't like overly actiony, which I actually also liked. Like there were some action scenes, but it was more about slave trade. These African tribes who were selling slaves of their, their enemy slaves to the white traders to get money for for their tribe and coming to grips with how that's not right. She was uh, the main woman, like a uh, warrior. She was awesome, but she was more than a warrior. She was a leader. She was the voice of reason. She had her own trauma in the past that affected. So that is the movie I experienced. That was not the movie that I felt like was sold to me in the trailer. All right, now, Ashley, let's hear your retort. I think that you're wrong. I think that you're wrong. And I think that you have a very male view of it. Why? Okay imagine every single other one of these movies that are like this. But there was, I've never seen a movie like this. That's what I'm saying. 
I didn't, I've never I seen. I about a bunch of war. Hold on. You got your turn. My turn. When you talk about like all of these movies about warrior men and warriors, when you think of a warrior and you think about a movie made about a warrior that is in a more, I want to say old timey, but I don't know the right word. For like it. 300. 300 yeah. would be a great example. It, male, male focused, all about like, ugh, ugh, I'm a man, I'm strong, I have no emotion. I'm going to show you a little emotion because I love my wife and I love my baby. But like, I'm going to just, I'm just going to go do my thing. And I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this service. But if you watch the way that these women operated, these women had community, these women protected each other. These women had a different way of running a military function than a man would. If you had all of the same situation, it was men, they would be sneaking women in there. They would be having pissing contests with each other. They would be, um, they would have a toxic male environment when you get all these men together and you're like, oh, we're just all about being strong and manly and doing all this shit that's super manly and no emotion. No, these women leaned into being emotional. They leaned into being vulnerable with each other. They leaned into, look, this woman is from another tribe. This woman's from another tribe. They showed that conflict. They got it out of the way in the beginning. We're not having any catty shit here. You're here, you're a sister and you're done with it. And by the end of the movie, you got that. You got that these women are strong, but yet vulnerable. You got that these women know how to fight just as well as men. And it is something that is so, I think, beautiful to show now that these strong Black women, and not even just Black women, just strong women, and I don't want to take away from the fact that they are beautiful, strong Black women, but they are strong women showing how you can run a military function without having to have that toxic military lifestyle. Yeah, I agree. I think that's all spot on, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think that contradicts anything I said. I, I it was I don't again, think it either. But I think that I think what you just described is exactly what I experienced. But that is not what the trailer told me. The trailer told me, oh, sub out three hundred, sub out the men, put in women. You have the same movie. That's what I. I understand what you're saying. And so what I got was something. Yeah, I think you're right. Much deeper, much more emotion, much more communal. Communal is a great word. But I was actually, so I'm, it happened, it happened in Australia. It happened like the movie, not the continent. It happened in a couple of the movies, the same where I did, there's a piece of history I didn't know. So I've never seen a movie that actually dealt with this fact that uh, it was African people that sold their own people into slaves. Yeah. Like I didn't, I've never seen that in a film. I think that's to have into the film like I, that you didn't expect that to be in the film i i expected that to be in the film i expected a portion of that to be in the film but i found out things i think through watching it that i was like i didn't really realize that, that had happened i didn't realize that that had happened and those kinds of things but i was more focused on i think it's just because i have more of that lens of like oh the this is interesting like you usually when you watch like i grew up in a family that had a lot of military influence and you, I knew, grew up around a lot of military people where you're from, like that very like ura kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I mean that was 300. Like, who are we? <laughs> We're men. We yeah, fight. Like, <laughs> like this the was way not that. They that. Handled some of the things of like I can't remember exactly what it was, but something happened during their training, and I was like, oh, that wouldn't happen like that. And then I was like, wait, why am I? Why am I, why, why do I think that? Why do I think that? Because I've only seen men do it. And I wonder if women were in charge of it, 
would it be a more empathetic and communicative experience and one that didn't have to have so much bullshit, if you ask me? Maybe it's just a more feminine experience. I don't know. And I like the role that all the men played in the tribe, too. It wasn't like they were weak. No. Women were strong. They were just, they had their part too, which was cool. Yeah. And I think that's, that is true feminism, if you ask me, that each of them had their own strengths and played off of each other. I didn't know that John Boyega was, was in it. Yeah. He actually, it took me a while to realize he was who he was. I was like, oh, yeah. It's, he was a really good thing, too. The um, use of guns uh, freaked me out, too, because usually when you have tr- more tribal films, it sticks to tribal. But this was in an age where, guns were around and you're like ah how do you fight guns like yeah that, that, that was like i i like that whole element too i thought it was interesting too how they brought in the aspect of rape during wartime and how yeah. the warrior was the like main warrior uh viola davis was uh, she found her her assault 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 assailant assailant, assailant. i couldn't do that <laughs> She absolutely recognized him, but he had no idea who she was. Yeah. I think it is. My takeaway from the movie was less about the slave trade and was more about a female experience watching it. I think that, and that might be just my, what I take away from it and not what somebody else might take away from it. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was definitely way better than I thought it was going to be. So the director, Gina Prince Blythewood also did the movie old guard with Charlize Theron. Last year, they're doing more of those. Uh, yes, they are doing a sequel, but you said there wasn't a ton of action in it. But there was some, it wasn't. I again, I was expecting it from the trailer to be 300, where every scene, yeah, there were good action scenes, but it wasn't what drove the plot or the narrative. Okay, okay, I got you. It was realistic, too. Like, these women were amazing, but you all they also were, yeah, they died, they still could be overpowered just by someone who's bigger than them. They, you know, and you, you actually didn't know who was safe and not safe, regardless of the characters. You were like, Oh, any of these people could die at any moment. It was, it was good. Were there any surprises through the movie that you were like, Oh my gosh, I didn't see that coming. Uh, yeah. Her daughter. Yeah. The main girl who was a really good actress too. her actually every, every, new plot development with her story was always like, Oh, I didn't really see this going there at all. She was really good. I want to see it. I just haven't, uh, haven't had the chance to. Izogi was the best. I freaking loved her. Oh, her like assistant friend. Yeah. No, that was, Oh no. The um, warrior that trained the girl. That was a Menza. Yeah. He was the one who, who broke her arm. Yeah. 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 She was the best. Lashana Lynch. I, I like her. I think she's a great actress. Yeah, they were all really good. And I couldn't place a lot of them until later I had to go. I had to be like, oh, that's where I know that person from. They were so, I mean, like the whole cast was just so, so good in their roles. And I'm sorry, but those, those female warriors, they're badass. Well, and to even on, to go into the history to be like, okay, these tribes were, they were enemies and they were just selling them to these white people, but they didn't. Really? Yeah, like, because they had their own slaves, but their own slaves kind of became part of their community. Mm-hmm. I don't think they realized, and I, or the movie's kind of showing, they didn't realize what they were selling them into. They were putting them on these boats and sending them to France, or yeah. I don't think America was in it yet. Portugal. Portugal, 
treating them like slave slaves when they got there. They weren't, you know, kind of free roaming slaves. They were chained slaves, which is a whole new world too. It was crazy. It was good. It was really good. I didn't know that part. Now, Justin, would you say in your in your overview of the movie and how you think it wasn't what you thought it was, do you still think that the female aspect was a large part of it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought it was going to be like over the top, like uh, like the scene in uh, Endgame where you have oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the women, you we're know, we all broke rank to where we we're fighting so that we could <laughs> all come and pose in this one scene where we're all like, and I'm like, okay, it's cool, but it also doesn't make sense to the narrative. Whereas this one, you just sort of bought it from the beginning and the, all the cultures bought it from the beginning and every character bought So you just, it was just part of it. It yeah. wasn't like a, all right, here's another scene where like, look up, they're all posing perfectly for the camera. Like it just was a part of the film that you just quickly accepted. And so it didn't, I think for me, it didn't over, not in a bad way. It could have overpowered, but it just didn't overpower like a really, I thought really good plot. But yeah, I mean, what you, I didn't think about you, you just said it. Like there was a huge communal aspect uh, and I didn't actually think about, well, was that only because women were in charge of this, which I really liked that you said that because I didn't think of it that way. So I guess in some ways I didn't think of it as much as I probably could have because I just was really into like, OK, where's this? Go? I didn't know where it was going. Like the whole time I was like, I don't know where the story's going. Yeah. I don't know what the end game is of this story because everything was such a every new scene was a small battle. You didn't really know what the old ultimate good was of the film, which I liked. Yeah. I also didn't, I also love Brad that you said that the, I just looked up the director, Gina mm-hmm. Prince Bywood. I also, I love that you said that her, her film was the old guard when I'm sorry, but she did love in basketball. I have oh, basketball is a good movie. Oh, great. She also did that one. And she also did the secret life of bees. Wonderful film. The what? What movie? I haven't seen that one. Secret Life of Bees. Uh, oh, a Bees. Yeah, yeah, that's a great film. Exactly. I thought you said something about a Beast. I was like, I haven't seen that one. No. Well, Brad liked Old Guard a lot. They make sense. Like the Old Guard a lot. But she wrote and directed the Love and Basketball and the Secret Life of Bees. I just love that she did both of them. All right. So, what would you would you rate? We didn't give our ratings. You didn't give your rating. That's why I was like, what would you give your rating for the Woman King? I feel like I always go back to like figuring out what like woman empowering. I gave it four. What woman empowering movies I would want. Like if I ever had a daughter or if I ever had like my friend's daughter, Violet, if I ever wanted her to watch like a, a female empowerment movie, it used to always be like Wonder Woman and like that. I feel like this is a really good one. I know that, you know, two men don't really understand huh, that aspect, but. Are you talking about the Ghostbusters movie? I mean, you got. You I know, that guys. I'm kidding. You're and both we both very, have boys. So. You're both very sensitive, <laughs> but you're still sensitive to women's issues sometimes. Less Brad. I also, I mean, maybe that's part of it too. Is I've never been that overly like. So seeing her run the place, I was like, yeah, of course, this makes sense. She would be. The, I wasn't like, but she's a woman and she's doing like. But I, I feel like, like that's just you, though, Justin. Like, I feel like sometimes that's a little bit of a blind spot for you. And I say this in a very loving way. It probably is. You're probably right. Because you are so accepting. And that would never cross your mind that 
it does cross other people's minds. What did you think of the women that were his wives that were not the warriors? Did you like hate them or did you just feel bad for them? They just had different roles in his lives. And that one was also kind of a B, but she just had a different goal. He had like some wives that are, he had all these concubines that wanted to be the main queen. And they were like more the posh, yeah. you know, women, you know, dress pretty and look pretty mm, for okay. their yeah, yeah, yeah. not. And they were always appalled that he went to her who is, you know, scarred and tattered and dirty. She doesn't come dressed in the pretty dresses and things like that. Although they did put her in some very pretty outfits for that I fit her. Their battle outfits were beautiful. Yeah. And that's how you can do a bra that's not sexual and still warrior-like. Any final thoughts on The Woman King? It's probably going to be one of my top films of the year, to be honest. Oh, spoiler alert for the end of the year. I just think it was so good. I'll probably watch it again. It's definitely worth watching. Uh, I will definitely see it when I get a chance. I do want to see it. So, Did you see The Woman King? Just You can let us know what you thought of the film. Just go to wearethecinemaguys.com. And if you go to patreon.com slash the cinema guys, you can become a patron of the show. And hopefully soon, October, October, we're gonna we're gonna try to do our The Cinemaiden Watches Psycho Goreman. Yeah. So you'll want to become a patron just for that. Just for that. <laughs> All right. I have one more giveaway. We have Blu-rays. For season one of Mayor of Kingstown, starring Jeremy Renner. Mayor of Kingstown season one, now on Blu-ray and DVD, from Taylor Sheridan, the co-creator of Yellowstone. Mayor of Kingstown features a star-studded cast, including Academy Award nominee Jeremy Renner, Academy Award winner Diane Wiest, and Emmy nominee Kyle Chandler. Tackling themes of systematic racism, corruption, and inequality, the must-have collection is packed with special features, including behind-the-story segments, deleted scenes, and more. He um, he calls himself the mayor because he, he's kind of shady and get whatever you need. So just like the digital codes, if you would prefer a Blu-ray of Mayor of Kingstown, you know, send us a message. Let me know. All right, let's move on to at-home recommendations. How many hundreds do you have this week, Justin? Uh, just a few. few. A few hundred? You need to make sure you need to catch up on She-Hulk. I'm loving it. Yeah. Andor is amazing. I'm loving it. House of Dragons is great. And then last, I want to say, if you haven't watched the first season, the second season of Reservation Dogs is some of the best TV that's out there. And the final season just started. I think it's four episodes in the final season of Donald Glover's Atlanta, mm. which if you, I know it lost a lot of people last season because it did a lot of weird stuff, but it's kind of back to the narrative and sort of finishing the narrative out. And it's so good. And it's got Lakeith Stanfield. Who's the best. There he is. That was my quick ones. Okay. Cinemaiden. What do you got for us? Um, I have two. One being Andor, super good, even though you already said it. Number two, I've been watching Irma Vep on HBO Max. It's pretty good. It's got, um, oh, what's her name? Alicia Vic- Vikander. Oh, okay. She was the Tomb Raider. Yeah. 
she's the main actress in it. She goes to France and she's remaking this uh, French silent film about vampires. It's oh, pretty good. Interesting. Okay. Also, I have not begun it, but I have not stopped hearing about it. Is this new freaking Dahmer show with Evan? Oh, Peter. I've heard it's actually really hard I've to watch. Heard it's so hard to watch, but so good. Yeah, I've heard that from a lot of people too. And like Dahmer is like not Dahmer, but Evan Peters is such a good actor already that if he's really good in this, it's going to be disturbing. He's disturbing an American Horror Story, so I'm sure this is terrible. Oh, I've also been watching Speed of Disturbing, The Prisoner with Steve Carell and Domino Gleason. Yeah, you talked about that one last time. It's disturbing. All right, Brad, what do you got? What's your one? I have two. Uh, one is disturbing, one is not. Um, <laughs> the first one is, you'll have to rent it, it's Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And I, going in, I was very cautious because I wasn't Ooh, I want to sure. I'm watching it October 1st. I really, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. A well done little whodunit kind of thing. And the and the twist in the end was 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 pretty good. And the second one is on Shudder. It's called Speak No Evil. And this one, it is very uncomfortable. And the ending is, for, even for me, it was kind of hard to watch. Speaking of evil, what did you watch on Shudder? Shudder. It was good. It starts out really slow. Just to anybody who watches it, it's going to start out really slow. Then it starts to get kind of that uncomfortable phase of it. it it's, it's about people who meet another couple while on vacation, and this couple invites them out to their house to you know, kind of visit them like next year and some things kind of get weird. That's shutterly ridiculous. The ending is it. Yeah, it, it, it was, it was uncomfortable to watch. Let me just say that. All right. So that will do it for another episode of the cinema guys. I mean, you've gotten a lot of episodes in the past month and a half. People aren't going to know what to do. So much Brad. <laughs> Only one, one. One Brad. It's a lot of Brad. But just subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Spooky season. October is coming up. You know I love my 31 days of Halloween. So make sure you follow on, especially Twitter, because I usually post those watches over there. Or follow all three of us on Letterboxd, and you'll see everything that we watch. Cinemaiden posts her watches sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be back with a new episode soon. And remember, maybe sometime we will see you at the movies. You're not like, oh, man, you know what? Brad Ashley would have really loved this part. Or Justin would have got a kick out of that. Oh, my old pals. I wish they were here. My no, old you're, pals. He's like, oh, man, now that I know I could really talk what I really have always wanted to talk about. <laughs>